Thanksgiving. Um, Thanksgiving is, what is Thanksgiving about, Brian? Um, football and, and there's food involved and there's, you know, that kind of thing. But also it's about gratitude. Oh, that. Yeah. So uh, I think I'm really grateful for the kids that I get to watch, even though, you know, that's not really what I thought I would be doing at this point in my life. I'm really grateful for them being in my life. Um, And most of the time, it's just kind of a relationship in which I feel like I'm giving and I'm giving and I'm giving. And it's sometimes think a thankless task, you know, like <laughs> to to give and give and give to these little children who, you know, they're they probably take and aren't gonna take and take. <laughs> yeah, they they need a lot. They're young. They're little. Um, they need a lot from me. But um, you know, it matters. It, it's stuff that matters, and sometimes they do surprise you in the ways that they are able to give back. Um, so I was, I was feeling kind of sad one day. I was just kind of sitting on the couch and I'm, I'm a big crier. So like, I just cry <laughs> constantly. Uh, any kind of feeling that I have ever, it's cause I'm a cancer, but, um, any kind of feeling that I have, like if I see something really cute, if like something touches me, if I'm like thinking about something that makes me sad or if I'm angry, that that's probably the most awkward one. If I'm angry and I start crying. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a thing. I'm a crier. So I usually try not to like get emotional in front of people and definitely like don't really try to get emotional in front of the kids because, you know, I don't want to I don't want to freak them out with weird weeping. <laughs> um I was sitting on the couch just kind of feeling down you know maybe I was about to start my period Uh, I don't know hey when that happens I felt really sad and the little boy walks over to me he was he was crying himself earlier about something else I don't know cries a lot you guys are like on the same plane but he wasn't crying and he like he has these giant blue eyes and he was just like looking up at me like sitting on the couch crying (laughs) (laughs) and do you know what he did what give me a hug did that make you cry more (laughs) it made me cry more (laughs) (laughs) are you gonna cry now right now because it's so cute oh my god this is gross (laughs) um so he gave me a hug and then i'm just like looking at him and he starts trying to make me laugh oh he's practicing the little boyfriend Yeah, I was trying to be my little boyfriend, (laughs) but he's so cute. And I am, I'm really grateful that they're in my life and yeah. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. I did not, I did not realize we were going to start the show with like an earnest sort of conversation. (laughs) The Thanksgiving episode, Brian. I never, I know, but I'm never thankful about anything. That's not. (laughs) Is that how this works? Is, I mean, I, I see what I'm thankful for now. If you want to, you don't have to. I think I, I think I, let's stop with my beautiful earnest story. Yeah, because if I, I go, it's going to get ugly. Like, I'm not, not going to say nice things. No, I'm not going to let you ruin this beautiful moment for our listeners. <laughs> You're listening to No Good Parents. I'm Ariel. And I'm Brian. Don't mistake this podcast for anything remotely helpful or educational. The world of No Good Parents is based in reality that doesn't exist. So in the world of No Good Parents, there aren't any rules. There's no such thing as child abuse. Yeah, if you uh, if you want like genuine expert advice on parenting, this is not the podcast for you. Uh, this is completely parody. There are plenty of good podcasts on good parenting techniques, so I think you should check one of them out. But make sure you come back and listen to us because I don't know, it's stupid if we do a show and nobody listens. <laughs> so Brian, I know you're not grateful for anything, but are you ready for Turkey Day? I am like, uh, yeah, I'm super ready for Turkey Day. I'm um, so excited for stretchy pants and pie. 
Well, not yeah, that I really need like a holiday as an excuse to wear leggings. I mean, I don't, I don't really wear anything else anymore. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, you know, pie is fantastic, and that doesn't happen every day. So it's, it's something I get very excited for. Um, turkey, not so much. I'm more of a ham guy, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Ooh, a non-traditionalist. Um, yeah, I, I get that though. Like turkey can get dry if you aren't careful with it. So uh, what about your kids? Are they into Thanksgiving? My, my kids absolutely adore Thanksgiving. It's like their favorite holiday, which is weird because they don't get presents. What? Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Um, for them, though, you know, it's it's really all about the three F's uh, for Thanksgiving. Food, family, and football. It's all they really uh, care about. They're, they're super excited uh, to see all that stuff. Everybody around and you know, there's football on TV and, and there's tons of stuff to eat. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're really pumped. And, and it makes me excited for it, too, even though I've never really loved it before. Um, but that being said, surviving a turkey day with kids might also require some extra booze. But that, you know, that just comes with the territory. <laughs> so let's get into our Thanksgiving scenarios. All right. Uh, your preschooler has recently decided that she thinks it's a funny joke to open her mouth wide while she's eating to display her chewed food to whoever can be tricked into looking directly into her mouth at all of that nasty, mushed up food. You're concerned that your visiting relatives at your upcoming Thanksgiving dinner will be subjected to her seafood humor. <laughs> what do you do? All right. Well, this, this little phase... Of, of childhood is honestly my least favorite. I just, it's like watching a hack stand-up routine. Like, <laughs> like really with, where all the jokes have already been told before and the comedian's really proud of the outcome. It drives me crazy. It's like, you're not even close to the first kid who's ever thought it'd be great to chew up your food and just show the world how disgusting you are. But I think in this case, it'd probably be best to, to tell your daughter before everyone, everyone arrives um, and, and I mean, like in a very serious tone, like you're pulling her aside and you just say, you know, grandma is allergic to seafood and would probably die a terrible and painful death if she were to be exposed to that little stunt you're thinking of pulling. <laughs> yeah. Now, in the event that your perfect little girl decides to, you know, be a little piggy at the Thanksgiving dinner table, I would uh -huh. take away, I would take away your utensils and I'd force her to eat all of the food on her plate as if she actually were a pig, you know, like eating from a trough. And while she was making an absolute mess of herself, I would have our guests point and laugh at her while yelling, you're a disgusting little pig. You're a disgusting little pig. Unless Alec Baldwin already trademarked that phrase. Oh, no, that's terrible. I think that that's, uh, we never shame kids. We never shame them. Well, if it's effective, though, I bet you it's the last time you, you see that little seafood bit. Ugh, the seafood bit has to end. <laughs> awful. It's just awful. I don't even know what to do with it anymore. I'm, I, I don't know. Um, but my idea for how to uh, deal with this situation um, and maybe uh, approach it as though it's it's not a joke to her. You know, obviously it's not funny, so it doesn't have to be a joke. Um, maybe she's just expressing a desire for more pureed foods. So instead of giving her her Thanksgiving dinner on a plate with silverware, we're going to make her Thanksgiving everything like turkey, potatoes, stuffing, green beans, all of it. It's going in the blender and she's going to have uh. Thanksgiving dinner in a smoothie glass because, you know, that just might be what she's doing these days. I got to tell you, I, I, I don't I, I'm trying to think back. And I think like. A lot of times I've like sort of princip uh, principally agreed with you on something, but didn't think your plan was a good plan for how to handle the scenario. In this case, <laughs> I, I hate to say this, but you might have a better idea on this than I do. That's pretty smart. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, just enjoy that because that's the last time you're ever going to hear that. That's but the last that time is, I get a win with you. That's a pretty smart philosophy because <laughs> you, you're still, you're going to win, right? Like, because she's not going to gross out grandma. Like you're like you outthought the kid there. Well, I also think that it's just being respectful of her desire for um, pre-mashed food. Like if she's okay, showing there, you. There it is. That's the part we disagree on. Okay. Good. Right. Good. Everything's back to normal. I feel much better about that. <laughs> I'm thankful for it. Are you? No. Okay. <laughs> 
So uh, we'll move on to the next scenario. Uh, in this case, you're taking some family photos to send out to friends and relatives for the holidays, but your one-year-old baby keeps fussing and trying to rip off his turkey costume. What do you do? Oh my gosh. Love it. Love a turkey costume on a baby. So cute. So cute. It's going to make you cry. Yeah. Okay. Crying. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm turkey on a baby. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> it's a little, the little beak and the little feathers. <laughs> You're going to be okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to get my period tomorrow. Um. <laughs> but I think the little turkey is so cute and he needs to calm down so he can have his really cute picture taken. Um obviously we need to help him calm down because we can't take the costume off. That's an amazing costume for an amazing holiday card. Um, so I think essential oils are really going to come in handy here. A uh, really helpful essential oil, I think would be to use lavender oil, which is actually um, proven in some studies to be just as beneficial as pharmaceutical grade anti-anxiety medicine when used appropriately for sort of making you more relaxed. So I think maybe if you take like a roller ball with lavender essential oil and just rub it on the little pressure points of your little turkey and he'll just calm right down and be ready for his adorable photo session. (laughs) Oh my goodness. First of all, lavender smells like absolute garbage. Especially when it's like condensed in it. I used to know this guy, he made candles and stuff and he swore by the lavender. It's, it did absolutely no you're nothing. you so stressed out. You don't have enough lavender in your life. Yeah, no, it smells like garbage. And while we're on the subject of kids dressing up like turkeys, it's important here to say that your child should not be in a turkey costume ever. Why not? Ever. Your kids are not poodles. Stop making your kids your accessories, Ariel. Well, also, I... like we're on the subject, and I'm like, I'm just, this one's because I, I care about everybody who does this. Stop sending your friends and family those stupid holiday cards. You've probably already littered your social media with pics of your kids, and nobody really wants to see that crap anymore, right? I want to see it. Yeah, no, now that you have like kids, why not put, you know, send pictures of your pets? I mean, I kind of miss them. I haven't seen your pets on your social since the kid arrived. So just I'm, yeah, send me pictures of your pets because I like them more. I'm just being honest. I got my own kids. I don't need to celebrate yours. I want to see your babies in turkey costumes. Send them all to me. I want to see them. No. Mm-hmm. Ser- seriously. Yeah. I would never put my kids... Ever. I don't want to see your kids costume. in turkey costumes. I want to see people's like little babies. They shouldn't do it anyway, ever. But, but if it were absolutely necessary to get your child into a turkey costume, and it's not. It is. But if it were. It is. I would suggest baby Benadryl. Hard to tear off a turkey costume if you can't keep your eyes open. Sleeping baby turkey. <laughs> Makes it easier for the hunters. <laughs> Don't, don't cry. It was a joke. <laughs> um, your 10-year-old son has no filter and has yet to learn the art of tact in his interpersonal interactions. Uh-oh. He sometimes makes offhand comments or jokes that are unintentionally hurtful. Your sister is coming for Thanksgiving, so his aunt... And she recently gained some weight due to a new medication. You're terrified that your son is going to say something hurtful or embarrass her somehow at dinner. What do you do? I love this scenario. Why do you love it? I love it. Because first of all, you have to commend this young man for his indirect honesty. Uh, You know, some might say that this behavior is toxic, but I find it to be refreshing, frankly. Your sister in this case may need to hear. What? What? Your sister in this case may need to hear that she's not living the healthiest of lifestyles. Okay. What if your son shames her to the point that she makes a life changing decision? 
Do you think that she is going to make a life-changing decision based on her 10-year-old nephew? Yes, he could very well end up saving her life, and that makes him a hero. Makes him an absolute hero. As a matter of fact, I would just turn the whole dinner into a roast. But I wouldn't, like, tell the guests beforehand that they're the ones getting roasted. I mean, do you not like your sister in this scenario? Like, you don't want her to come back? No, I just think you have to you have to embolden the young, indirectly honest man. That's it. This gives your son the chance to thrive. Your guests mm. will get the opportunity to find out about their shortcomings because of the roast. And most importantly, probably like it helped to get all the family stuff out. You know, that stuff you keep in all year. He's going to help bust that thing wide open. You're going to get some stuff like on the table. And that's a good thing. So I just, you know, there's no reason to keep all that familial animosity buried deep down. Just let your your son expose it to the but room. Isn't that, isn't that what wine and and other alcohol is for? To keep it down? To just no. press it till next year? Who doesn't fight more? And I, like, I don't mean like this fight, but sometimes that too. But like, who doesn't argue more when there are more drinks involved? I mean, I mean seriously. If you're waspy, like, you don't. No, come on. That's not, like if you're waspy, it's like I've had two martinis and you just said that the person you voted for was better than the person I voted for. Oh, no, 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 no. Politics are fair game for fighting, fighting all that all all day, all night. Drunk or not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like anything personal is not not a, not on the table. Never. Not even after. Not not even if you're blackout. <laughs> well, if you're blackout, you can't fight back too well. Right. I mean. Right. No, that's the point. You get blackout. You're not talking about your feelings. Yeah. I just, I think in in the situation where there's a roast again, everybody wins because everybody gets their stuff out. Everybody finds out their shortcomings. The young, the young man is is sort of praised for being honest. And, and then, you know, right. it's being I'm Thanksgiving. You were talking about being thankful. Everyone would be thankful to leave your house. And that just means you were a great host. You nailed it. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> I completely don't. I don't. I disagree. I disagree. Um, I think that he is demonstrating a severe lack of empathy. Like I, I understand that honesty has its place and I don't disagree with you that maybe, maybe your sister needs like some, some honest feedback about the recent weight gain. Um, you know, if it's really a result of medication, I don't know her situation in this hypothetical, obviously, but if she's on certain medications for depression, for example, I know those tend to induce weight gain. Um, well, she's not. Well, you don't know that. I don't know that. This is a Just hypothetical assuming. scenario. You don't know <laughs> what the situation is, Brian. Um, but hypothetically... If she's on a medication that could be replaced with some sort of alternative therapy, like uh, lavender, know, lavender oil, if she's suffering from anxiety, um, there's there's options. And I think that maybe she needs to switch her medication, try something different. But definitely like having an honest adult to adult conversation with your sister might be beneficial. I don't think that leaving it up to your uh, tactless son is the right call. I think that um, he actually needs to learn a lesson in empathy in this situation. So uh, I'm getting him a fat suit and he's going to wear the fat suit out in public and see how it feels. See how it feels mm. to be like to school and stuff. Yeah. Everywhere. See, here's why I, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, Cause first everybody's going to know like at school, for instance, that he's wearing a fat suit. And if they didn't, you would totally ruin the rest of his school experience. Well, maybe not, maybe, okay. Maybe not just school, but maybe like just out in public where people wouldn't like to, to the grocery store. Yeah. And it can't. Yeah. And the other reason it couldn't be to school. And I think this is a big one is because like you do that. And then like, he'd call up his aunt and be like, you know, mom and dad made me wear like this fat suit to, to school so that everybody um, or so that I could really know what it's like to be overweight. And, and, and like I kept telling everybody I had to wear it because you need to go on a diet. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like the kid's just going to be lambasting the well, aunt I think across the school. Anyway. So, I mean, like it's just, I don't know if that would make her feel any better. I think that you have to have a, you have to have that understanding with him. You have to develop that understanding of, you know, here's what it feels like to walk in someone else's shoes, to have, to live. Or in somebody else's fat suit. 
yeah, live, walk in somebody else's fat suit and understand how that feels. And by the time he realizes how that feels, he's not going to have any kind of hurtful conversation with his aunt. Uh, what, whatever. Thank you for joining us on the No Good Parents podcast. We'll get into more scenarios right after this. When you're trying to get that perfect shot of you lovingly stirring the pot of gravy, basting the bird, and bringing that picture-perfect pie out of the oven, you need him. He's always there for you, behind the camera, working your best angles and making sure the kids are in frame with exactly the right silly faces to look cute and not scary. He helps you make exactly the right impression to all of your loyal followers. We're thankful for you, our adoring man holding the iPhone. You're our number one fan, and we wouldn't have it any other way. All right, baby. You ready to do this? That apron does something to me. My goodness. You look prettier than a speckled pup under a wagon with its tongue hanging out. Oh, thank you, darling. Are you sure my hair doesn't look a mess? I used up all the hairspray, I'm afraid, so there's not much to do about it now. Oh, well, my last video got 7,000 views, so they must see something they like. <laughs> now, Cassie and Johnny, y'all make sure you stand right here next to me, okay? Daddy won't be able to get you on camera if you're too far away. Y'all are looking good to me, hon. Three, two, one. Wait, what in the heck are you doing holding the phone so dang low? You know better, honey. You got to get the angle from above so you get a little cleavage and the love handles fade into my hips. Know what I mean? Come on, that's just common sense. Shoot, honey, you're right. Like this? Perfect. Okay, we go live in three, two, one. Hey, y'all, I'm Adelaide, and welcome back to my down-home kitchen. Happy to be here today with y'all, sharing my Thanksgiving cooking with you. My babies, Cassie and Johnny, are here with me today, too, helping Mommy cook. Isn't that the sweetest? Cassie and Johnny, can you say Happy Thanksgiving to the nice people on Instagram? Happy Thanksgiving, Instagram. Perfect. Don't you just love them? Now, in case y'all don't know, a Southern Thanksgiving just wouldn't feel right without mac and cheese, sweet potatoes, and pecan pie. And lucky for y'all, my mama taught me her secret family recipe for the best gosh darn pecan pie you've ever laid eyes on. Now, Johnny, what in the heck have you got there? <laughs> oh, no, sweetie, we don't need a meat tenderizer for this one. Ouch! Honey, help me! He got my toe! You best put that back right now or else. Thank you, son. Sorry about that. Um, Where was I? Oh, yes. Pecan pie. Now, I like to bake my own crust from scratch, but no judgment in case y'all prefer to use the Pillsbury. Works just fine as far as I'm concerned. The important part is finding some real good pecans. Cassie, what did I tell you about touching that oven when it's on? Honey, get her away from there. On it, sugar bee. Hey, girl, you want to burn your pretty little hands? I don't think so. Go on and get back next to the counter by your mother. Okay, y'all. Now you have your pie crust, which needs a little pre-bake. So you got to fill it with weights or dried beans, whatever's handy. Johnny, no! Do not put those in your mouth. <laughs> Don't worry, baby. I got them. Oh, my poor baby. <clears throat> but wait, he dropped the phone. Oh, no, my video. It's ruined. There you go, son. Now, you know you aren't supposed to be putting random stuff in your mouth. What in the heck got into you? My video is ruined. Honey, turn it off. The Instagram people are just looking at the floor and listening to us yell right now. Okay, honey, I'm on it. How could you let this video get ruined? This was supposed to be my big Thanksgiving kitchen special. I was about to blow up. I'm so disappointed in you. Okay. Guess I'll be sleeping on the couch tonight. Welcome back to No Good Parents. This week, we're talking about how to avoid kid-related disasters at one of the biggest American family traditions, the Thanksgiving holiday. That's right. And in this scenario, your teenage daughter asks to have some wine when you start serving it with appetizers as your guests are arriving for Thanksgiving dinner. She's affecting a curious and innocent demeanor, but you're obviously suspicious of her intentions. What do you do? Okay. Well, I think that it's um, it's really important to trust trust your daughter, hmm. and even if you suspect uh, she has nefarious intentions with this uh, wine situation, uh, you have to give her the benefit of the doubt. 
and it's never too young for a proper wine education. So um, in Europe, they start giving kids wine at a pretty young age with dinner with their families. So it's just not, it's not a big deal. Um, So I think that that is the way to go and make sure that when your daughter is sipping the Rombauer Chardonnay that I'm serving with the tuna tartare, um, tuna tartare for Thanksgiving. Sure. Why not? Mm. I mean, mm. Rombauer Chardonnay has to pair with something white. Anyways, that was just the first thing that came to my mind. I don't know. I haven't planned the menu yet, Brian. Um, <laughs> geez. Uh, <laughs> but she needs to know as much as possible about the wine that she's drinking basically. So maybe even I'm going to maybe make some note cards for her, some little like flash cards about each wine that's being served and how oh, so that's educational. Yeah. Oh, so she can be, what are those called? The Somalians? What are those people that sommelier? Okay. That person. Yeah. So she's going to, if she's, she obviously she's curious about wine. I'm going to encourage that interest from an educational perspective. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I, I would just say like, I'm what you might call a drinking expert. Uh, so consider that this perspective is coming from some amount of experience. And, and as I always say, uh, if your gut tells you she's up to something, then she definitely is. Cause it says she is affecting a curious and innocent demeanor, but you are obviously suspicious of her intentions. I don't know what any of those words mean outside of she is up to no good. So you're going to be surprised, but I say you let her drink. All right. So we're yep. both we're both letting the teenage daughter drink. Uh, this is this is where it all falls apart, though. And 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 the you're not going to any flashcards. No flashcards. No. Um, you let her drink. And, and you even like let her start drinking like before the appetizers. Like, Whoa. Dinner. Right. Yeah. Before the, the appetizer for dinner. Right. You just oh, you let her no. go. Let are her. you are you going to let her smoke the whole pack of cigarettes to make her? Sick? No, I'm not shoving her in a closet or anything. OK. I, my thing is, I'm worried about what happens after Thanksgiving dinner with her. Right. Because she's again, she's obviously up to something. So I get her a nice little buzz before we start eating. Right. And then <laughs> and then at dinner, I make sure that she samples the dark meat right? It's the least she can do since mom spent so much time cooking the bird. And I did let her enjoy a few cocktails. So maybe tonight you can skip your diet and, and, and have a little bit of dark meat too. All right. Uh-huh. And, um, and then, and then, you know, she, she's just enjoys a few more wines or cocktails, whatever she's drinking. And this is, this is important. I really push her to let loose and just eat, you know, just, just eat, man. You know, you're in the bathroom throwing up foods all the time or whatever it is you're doing in there. Just oh, this time, just really eat. And 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 then after that, uh, you know, Jeb, she's going to go along with all this because she's feeling good from the buzz that she's got. And she thinks that she has you wrapped around her little finger. And then after the wine and the food and more wine and more food, I'll look forward to carrying her up to her room right about 730 when she's passed out from <laughs> wine, tryptophan, and intense bloating. I win. <laughs> I hope she farts on you. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm not, listen, I, you know, I'm fortunate in the sense that I don't have a daughter because I don't think I would know how to handle that. But I have two little boys that do the farting thing constantly. And it's it starts, they say, you would be a sucker in my house. You really would because you'd be like, oh my God, they're doing this cute thing where they want to come up and hug me all the time. It's crazy. And then you go in for the hug and then they turn and around I'm and they crying fart right and then they face. hug me and then they fart. Yeah. And, I mean, I think I would stop crying. And it's weird because my boys are so cute and they're so sweet and they're beautiful. And you're just like, how does that smell come out of you? <laughs> that's, that's, but I'm just, I got, I think that if you suspect the kid is up to something, uh, again, she probably is. So you just, you have to get her incapacitated so that she doesn't do whatever bad stuff that you thought she was going to do. Yeah, I really, I just, I don't know what kind of bad stuff anyone could do on Thanksgiving. Like, she's definitely not driving anywhere. If she's having wine with dinner, she's not driving anywhere. 
Yeah, but you know how this works, right? I mean, like, you know, because everybody start dinner at like, what, 3.30 and then like by 6.30, everything's kind of winding down a little bit. And then it's like, oh, Johnny's coming over. He's going to pick me up. And then we're going to go out for a little bit. We're just going to go to Starbucks and have a coffee. Well, you ain't going anywhere because you're sleeping. <laughs> That's right. I win. All right. Well, you know what? I'm, I don't hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Your six-year-old son and your eight-year-old daughter are now old enough to help with simple tasks in preparation for hosting your family's Thanksgiving dinner. They're both curious and interested in helping with the cooking, but less interested in helping with cleanup. What do you do? So this one kind of hit me, hit me hard because this is, um, this is like a legit situation in my house yeah. currently, uh, but I'm very serious about it. Because I, I think the thing of it is living here in this house requires that you tend to it, right? So in other words, clean or move the hell out. That's how this works. Uh, they'll never want to clean. They never, my kids never want to clean. Yours aren't going to want to clean. But they have to know that it's required like to live there. It's essentially their rent. That's what they pay to live here. And it's important so they don't grow up to be complete slobs. And this will teach them the value of hard work right? Without just having their hands out expecting money, right? You don't give kids allowance because they clean stuff. They should clean stuff because they live in the house. It's important. Yeah. And if they, if they resist. I was going to say something about my childhood, but I don't want to make my parents feel attacked. (laughs) Do they listen to the podcast? I think that they do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then don't do that. We need all the listeners we can get. Yep. Um, I think if, if the kids, again, you know, if they resist, you force them to do it. You got to figure out a way to make that happen. And if that doesn't work, I, I think guilt is really effective. You hit them with a, you know, your, your poor mother's been cooking and serving you all day. So get off your butt and clean so she doesn't have to. And if that doesn't work, you tell them that you and mommy are getting a divorce if they don't pitch in. And, and, and seriously, I think it's a brilliant plan because it puts a lot of pressure on them. And then, you know, if they don't do it, their resulting drug issues as adults will be their own fault. Uh, and I think they'll be so scared that not only will they clean up after Thanksgiving dinner, but they might even wake up the next morning and start cleaning up just to make sure you weren't serious. All right. Again, threaten threaten that, that feeling of safety. That's how you get them. Okay. Um, I think it really depends more on the astrological sign of the child in question. Oh. So, you know, whole different tack here. Uh, when you're dealing with an earth sign, okay, Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn, those are the earth signs. And one of their really special traits is that they're very loyal. So in order to, um, win them over to help you clean, it's not going to be that hard because they're so loyal. So you just have to like, explain how helpful it is and how they're your best friend and the most special to you if they help you clean. So they're, mm. they're loyal. They're going to want to sort of foster that bond. Air signs. So that is Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. They are the most cerebral and intellectual signs. And it's always best to approach any situation with an air sign using some logic. And they're going to have a really good understanding of if you give them like a really deep explanation for why something is important, they're going to process that and internalize it very, very capably. So I think explaining to them that there is a higher purpose to having a clean space, you know, decluttering the space, decluttering the mind, keeping your home a clean space for your mind to prosper in is going to be an appealing concept for them. So once they realize that their mind can really flourish in a clean space, they're going to want to keep the space clean. See, I think, I think if, you know, I think it's better for their health because I won't beat the snot out of them. <laughs> Clean the house or else. Okay. Well, that's a different kind of, different kind of wellness. <laughs> yeah. Which, which sign does that? Um, we'll, we'll get there. Oh. 
The water signs, so that's uh, Cancer, hey, um, Scorpio, <laughs> and Pisces, the most sensitive, intuitive, and emotional signs of the galaxy. Um, they're going to respond really well, uh, unfortunately, to a guilt trip. Nice! Um, yeah, so... Uh, much like your tactic, I think if your child is a water sign, uh, making them feel guilty is going to work because they're going to feel they're, they want they want everyone to be happy. They want a calm, peaceful environment. Um, That's a lot of words for you were right, Brian. Nope. Oh. I, I don't think threats have anything to do with it. But it's but, effective. Guilt, it doesn't necessarily need to involve threats. Okay, guilt. That works too. I'm good with guilt. And then lastly, the fire signs. So Aries, Sagittarius, and... Uh, and the other one. Leo. That the one. lion. Leo the lion. So fire signs are sort of ego-driven, and they always need to be the leaders. And you can entice them to help you clean up by making it into a game that they can win. So if they can, Damn it, the that's not the worst advice you've ever, it's really not. I know. <laughs> but I wouldn't get to yell as much, but it's not a terrible idea. You make it into a game that they can win and they will be eager to win the game. But in that scenario, what happens when they live on their own and nobody's giving them, you know, prizes for winning games? I mean, as as kids grow into adults, they have to develop their own in, internal, like internal regulator for things like keeping spaces clean, right? And even adults, like you see adults who live in spaces that are not clean and everybody has a different level of clean, like clean tolerance, right? Like tolerance for dirt and mess. And sometimes when you're depressed, your tolerance gets a lot higher because um, you just don't have the energy to clean. But in general, people realize at some point that they like a clean space. I think my, you know, my, my big concern here, um, especially with two boys, I'm going to hand them off to their future wives. And like the only amount of cleaning they're going to do is like lifting their legs as the wife is vacuuming. And that's right. Like, I feel like I, it's important to get on them now for this stuff. You're not wrong. So that's, oh, wow. That's, that's like two, you're not wrong. Even though you didn't actually say it the last time I said it for you, but that's great. I do think that it's important in order to, that's part of teaching empathy is, is like, and that no, I'm is teaching anti-divorce. <laughs> anti getting left by your spouse right um okay <laughs> all right well it is time now for no good news a segment of the podcast that deals with parents or parenting issues in the news this week the question of how we tell the historical story of thanksgiving makes the news you know do you tell them the pilgrims mayflower thankfulness story or do you tell them the dirtier history of the holiday, like, you know, oppression, rape, disease, genocide, that whole portion of it? Um, which I think is a good question. Yeah. Um, I think it really depends on the kid's age. You know, you don't want to start with genocide when they're three. Yeah. They can't even, like, pronounce the word correctly. They probably shouldn't learn about it. Is that kind of the idea? Yeah. If they're still saying vagina, then you can't. Wait, that's not how you say it? That's <laughs> mm. something new. Or they can't pronounce L's proper, properly and they're saying rabia, my rabia. <laughs> I don't even think my kids know these words. Well, you don't have little girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should, they, yeah, they can't learn about genocide before they can pronounce the word genocide. Yeah. Or genital, <laughs> apparently. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I think that for 
at least when they're young, teaching them like a, a really positive message is important. Um, it doesn't necessarily even have to be like the pilgrims and the Indians became friends and shared a meal. I mean, I don't know if they still teach that in schools, but. Um, I, I don't pay attention to what the kids learn in schools. I'm with you. I don't know what they do. But you can, you can always make it something else to do with gratitude. You know, it's, it's a holiday in which we practice gratitude for all of the wonderful things in our life. And we celebrate that by eating some food and then going to sleep. It's, you know, it's fair. Like, and Thanksgiving is also, it's interesting because it's, it is only in America and in Canada that is celebrated. Yeah. I mean, I mean, makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't really celebrate it anywhere else. At least not by that name. Thankful to live anywhere else. No, I mean, just no. <laughs> it would have been funny, but no. No, I mean, it is. It is like it is the story of of us, if you will. At least the beginning, or one of the stories of us. You know. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I mean, I don't think history plays that big a role in this holiday, believe it or not. I mean, I, I know at this, this point, I mean, we've we've taken some a, a big departure from. Well, I mean, it's it's weird because the, the holiday is literally and specifically about the history of the holiday. But like, it's not really about that well, as yeah. far as the kids know. Right. Because I think it, to them, it's about those three F's I we mean, talked about earlier. Of, I mean, we're, we're not really talking about Christmas yet, but uh, we will talk about Christmas soon. Um, cause it's almost here. It's almost here. Oh boy. Here. Um, but you know, Christmas was originally a very Christian holiday sort of revolving around the birth of Jesus Christ. And that's not really the Christmas that most people celebrate. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I, I feel like we should probably save this conversation for them, but I've always kind of thought about it as a, you know, with Christmas particularly, you have the very religious Christmas, you know, and, and like people who do that. And then, and then you have the sort of American holiday that is Christmas, right? And that is to say, like, different people celebrate the day, but they just celebrate it differently. You know what I mean? Like, some families go to church because it's a very spiritual and religious day for them. Well, the families just wake up, and they have a nice Christmas tree, and they open presents, and they eat food all day, right? Very different ways to experience that holiday. But that's, I mean, and maybe that that is kind of like a thing for... that. No, Thanksgiving would literally, no, I'm saying it, Thanksgiving would literally be the latter, right? This sort of like American holiday that, that has kind of lost all the historical point, only that is for most of us. I mean, I don't, you know, I've known, I've met people in my life that, that their families came over on the Mayflower, but I mean, let's face it, anybody I ever met in my life that had the paperwork to show that their family, they didn't meet those family members, this was a really long time ago. <laughs> so it's just, again, you know, for I think for my someone kids, in my family has been here for that long. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, and, and for I'm kids, though, they white. don't. I'm yeah, so no, it's, it's I forget <laughs> that people can't see you, but you are. Um, it, but it's weird because, like, again, I think for kids, you know, no, no matter what they learn in school, they just kind of humor it. They just want to get home, you know, because they get the, the, the time off, the food, the family, the football. And I think really why burden our children with the ills of, of like past generations? Our kids had nothing to do with that. And, you know, for kids, the greatest part of Thanksgiving is just having that, like I said, that time off from school. That's all they care about. They don't care about who lived here before they did. And they don't care about who pushed them where or made them do what. They, it's just, that's not where they're at. Um, and, and, and when you, when you tell them all that stuff, you're, you're giving them an education. And I find that bothers me because it's a day off and kids should not be getting educated on their day off. Like you shouldn't have to work on your day off. They shouldn't have to learn stuff. They just, they learn too much stuff as it is. And I think in the event the question comes up, you tell them to stop believing everything they see, like they'll see from the lamestream media about this whole thing. Like, just, you know, listen, this is how we do it. They can do it however they want, but we do it differently because because we're American or whatever. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't even have to be that. I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, I, like it's a happy day for you and your family. So just enjoy it. Forget everybody else. Screw them. I didn't know those, anybody. Just say. All right. Let's keep Thanksgiving happy. Oh, Okay. And now, food and beverage pairings. The no good food and beverage pairings. Pairing kid-friendly food with 
not kid-friendly drinks. Um, for Thanksgiving, we're going to pair drinks with a very special kid food, and that is the Picky Eater Thanksgiving plate. My youngest, yeah. Include. <laughs> I was thinking of your youngest um, and my brother as a child. Uh, the Picky Eater Thanksgiving plate includes mashed potatoes with butter only, no gravy, white turkey meat, no skin, with ketchup, yams with marshmallows, and exactly seven plain blanched string beans that they are going to try to avoid to eat anyways. Mm -hmm. um, and nothing on the plate touching each other. Yeah, my kid would never get down seven plain blanched string beans or yams with marshmallows. Just for the record, I, I have to ask a question. Is a yam a sweet potato? That's the same thing? They're, um, it's comparable. It's it's almost the same thing. I think that they're kind of used interchangeably. And it it's, it is what you're thinking of in terms of like the, the orange starchy. Sweeter though, right? Not like a yeah. potato potato. Like, okay. Yeah, it's so, sweet potatoes with marshmallows or yams with marsh marshmallows. It's the same dish, more or less. Yeah, I just don't know my, my taters, apparently. Um, I, so I, I did my usual, my, my wine, my beer, my booze. Um, okay. And, and all of those things sound awful. <laughs> it does sound like even, the worst play it, ever. It does. And it, it, it is honestly my, my youngest son. It's just the most ridiculous thing ever. And there's no meal served in this house that does not contain ketchup. Ever, Blech. ever, gross on everything, ever. I don't right. like ketchup much anymore. Oh, I can't stand the stuff. It just—I don't know what it is. The smell of it, whatever. Um, okay, so the wine. I'll go quick. Uh, this case, you want to balance that sort of salt and the sweetness in this dish, right? Because everything else is just kind of bland. There's like no other flavor. Uh, so <laughs> I say you go Chardonnay here. Okay. Um, I figured you'd be excited. You know, California Love girls. Chardonnay for beer. Um, again, the sweet potato is probably the boldest flavor on this plate or the yam, I think maybe. Um, and that's probably the flavor you really, you know, kind of have to focus on for pairings. I'd say like maybe a Vienna style lager and for a booze, not generally a fan of this cocktail, but I do think it would work wonderfully with the items on the plate. Uh, so you really can't go wrong here with a gin and tonic. Okay. Uh, that's what I got. Why do you think that gin and tonic? Well, because like. Of of the booze, I, feel, I finally so aromatic. It really is, which I think so is herby. good because nothing else on this thing tastes like anything. Yes, that's a fair point. Fair point. Okay, very herby. But I'm I don't I'm not opposed to any of your any of your choices. I'm not a big drink gin fan, but like I see I see I the logic. literally hate the stuff. I see the logic. Um, so if I have to eat this plate for some reason, like the kid has just left the plate and I'm, I have to eat it. I don't know why. I don't know why I have to eat this awful monstrosity, but um, it's going to have to be. It's turkey without gravy. I'm sorry. I please continue. So dry. So dry. We're going to need a, a double shot of Stoli with a splash of cranberry. <laughs> so. Oh, We've got we've got vodka cran, but we want we want like good quality vodka because we want it to be mostly vodka in in order to just sort of gulp this all down. Mostly vodka, splash of cranberry to go with smart. this, yeah, and then the uh, in a scenario in which I just have to watch someone eat this and probably listen to them complain, uh, I'm pairing this dinner with a uh, two Valium. Two Valium. <laughs> <laughs> two Valium. It's Thanksgiving. I mean, why not? Be good to go with this with this terrible picky eater Thanksgiving plate. <laughs> My goodness, between the the two Valium and the and the, the cocktails and the and the tryptophan, you'd be oh god. Just knock me out. Just knock me out. Yeah, someone's sleeping on the couch tonight, and it's you. I, I mean, you know, depends how comfy the couch is. <laughs> I think I think you getting up the stairs is going to be very difficult. <laughs> After all that fun, it's just me. Um, I mean, either way, maybe I'll get carried. I don't know. <laughs> I'd be fantastic. Nobody's carrying my big tush up the stairs. That's for sure. Um, thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. We we really do appreciate it. And uh, you can reach out to us for any. Anything you can tell us that you think we're awful or that you think we're awesome, 
or you can you can tell us to plug your podcast. It actually helps people out. Maybe you want to be on our podcast, or you know, maybe you just want to come up with a couple of ridiculous scenarios. We'd love to have your input on the show. You can reach Always. us no good parents at gmail.com. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Make sure you subscribe. That's that's a really important one because then you automatically, I mean, it's really cool. It automatically downloads new episodes for you on your phone. So you don't even have to like check in on your podcast oh. app. It'll it'll just it'll download the new episode and then send you a notification if you get push notifications for that. I didn't even know. I say I just say like and subscribe because I hear other podcasts saying it. No, subscribe is is the really important one. Oh, then yeah, well then subscribe or do, do whatever you're gonna do. Like just make sure you listen every week and then you know it's and, coming. You know, even if you don't listen every episode, make sure you're subscribed so in case you run out of other things to listen to, you have you have our episodes that you haven't listened to yet in your library. Oh my god, that happens all the time. How I mean, just that was very thoughtful of you to say, Ariel. Also, find your mo- like your friends with the sickest, most twisted sense of humor. And then, and then, you know, do the thing where you go, you're going to love this podcast. <laughs> That's what you should do. Yeah. Pimp us out. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we, bottom of our hearts again. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope you have a very safe and oh, a happy and Thanksgiving. We have a lot of gratitude for you if you're listening to this. Thank you. And have yeah. a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Bye.